Welcome to Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Thank you for joining me, your host Sheldon Pickering on Life Notes. Hope that you have enjoyed your July, and if you're like me, you're experiencing a small degree of unbelief. We're already entering into August, but you know what? I'm grateful for that, too, because the Four Corners really, really, I think New Mexico really has its time to shine in the fall, or what some of us know as Indian summer, that time approaching the fall, when it's still warm, but it's getting cooler, colors start to change, there's a crispness in the air, what wonderful things we have to look forward to. I love this area. I love where we live. It took me a lot of years to figure out why they called it the land of enchantment. And I was more a prescriber of the land of entrapment that people called it. It took a long time for me to discover that innate beauty that is New Mexico. That wonder, those skies that you seem to be able to see forever on. And yet, here I am today in great appreciation and admiration for this beautiful place that we live You know, today I'm grateful for talk radio. I'm grateful for this opportunity we have to meet and visit in this free setting. And I'm so grateful to you for tuning in to Life Notes and for uh, enjoying this time with me each week. If you're a continued listener, if this is your first time, hope you enjoy what we talk about as we talk about ways to get you off the sidelines, if you will, and back into the game of life. You know, a memory I have of talk radio long ago, for some reason around the lunch hour, My dad was taking me somewhere almost every day during the summer. It's probably one of those little summer classes somewhere. And I remember it for some reason distinctly right around there. It'd be just about the time that Paul Harvey would come on. And of course, he'd always end with good day and the wonderful positive things that he would say. And uh, man, that was a great memory. What a great influencer of positivity and light. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is how we can be an influence of positivity and light. And with that, I'll share our life notes for this week. I'm not sure I've told any of you this or not, but there was a time I almost didn't make it. You see, I nearly died about six years ago in the Pacific Ocean. We were spending the day with some cousins and our kids at one of our favorite beach spots. It was the seemingly perfect day until the waves grew ominous. They seemed to be slamming heavily against the bank in this particular spot, which wasn't particularly unusual. But there was something different about it this time. As the waves got bigger, we sent the kids back to shore, and my cousin and I headed a little ways out to enjoy them and enjoy a swim. That's when I started heading out a little further than I anticipated. I got caught in a riptide that in turn tried to rip me apart. The initial panic set in as I realized I was being pulled out and couldn't do anything about it. It was shortly after this realization that I got plowed under by a wave with such swift force that I hardly knew what had happened. I was tossed along the ocean floor as I felt sand particles shooting at me from all directions. I came up for air and tried to scream, but before I could I was thrown under again. This time I held my head, trying to protect it from hitting the floor or a rock. I knew it would just take one strike at this velocity and this force to end me. I came up briefly for air, struggling to yell and wave for help. 
I was thrown under again, and at this point I had exerted near all of my strength. I caught my footing enough to begin to try to climb out of the wave's grasp. I yelled loud enough for the people on the shore to realize I wasn't joking, and I ran and pushed with greater strength than I have ever before because somewhere deep inside me, I knew that I couldn't sustain another tumbling by the waves. I instinctively knew that I had to get out at that moment, or I may very well likely have no future moments on this earth. As I yelled and struggled, I noticed a young man running to my rescue. I saw a lady follow him, and then another. They formed a human chain with their hands and hearts that saved my life that day. A chain of hope and of strength beyond my own. Of redemption from what tried to destroy me. As I made my way out and up the chain, I laid down having exerted every ounce of energy I had left. When I caught my breath, I had an overwhelming sense of gratitude for the one who stood up and ran to my rescue. Because he did, others saw and did as well. We all left the beach at the same time that day. I think we all felt we had pressed our luck with the increasingly turbulent and pounding waves that day. And as we made our way out, I stumbled along exhausted as I kept saying, thank you, thank you so much. How I thank God for you. Thank you, thank you. You know, I keep in touch with one of the ladies and have sent Christmas cards to the gentleman who was the first to run to my aid, even today. As we have reflected on this, my wife brought something to my attention that I hadn't realized. She often will say, you know, your cheerfulness saved your life that day. A little perplexed at this, I inquired further. She explained, while you were playing with the kids, your loud and joyous laughter, shouts of fun, and the way you interacted with our kids captured everyone's attention. As I sat watching you, I noticed them laughing and commenting how beautiful it was to see a father having so much fun with his kids. Until that conversation, I hadn't really considered that cheerfulness may actually save a person's life, that it may very well have saved my own. It was my cheerfulness that captured the attention of others, that brightened their day, that caused them to take notice when cheerful dad quickly turned into, help, I'm about to die out here, please help me, dad. In reflecting on this, I am reminded of times I have heard that the cheerfulness of one has saved others' lives when they were at their very lowest point, or how the cheerfulness of someone helped someone pull out from a very dark place or inspired them in some way along the path of life. Look, cheerfulness may not save your physical life per se, but I know from experience that it can make it a whole lot better. It can calm the tempest, draw other goodly people to your help, to lift and sustain you and even save you. It can set the tone for a day at the beach or just a trip to the grocery store. It saved my life, and I'm convinced that it can save yours. At least from the regret of being mean. It can save you from the wasted time of negativity. It can save you from conflict with your family and community, and from people, events, and places that would otherwise drag you down to the depths of despair. So, try to be cheerful, and when you can't, just keep trying. It has the power to save lives and make the one you are presently living so very much sweeter. Try to stay out of waves you can't handle, and reach out a hand to help those who haven't followed this advice. It's been said that a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Well, I believe that a spoonful of cheerfulness may even make it enjoyable. My cheerfulness saved my life that day. 
Yours may end up saving your relationship, job, or sanity. We all have the choice of how we approach each day. Approaching it with a cheerful heart may just be the lifeline that someone drowning around us is needing. So keep being cheerful, friends. A couple of quotes I'd like to share with you. One by our beloved President Benjamin Franklin. Be cheerful. The problems that worry us most are those that never arrive. And another is, it takes no more time to see the good side of life than to see the bad. That is by Jimmy Buffett. Friends, what are you doing right now? Are you driving your car? Are you sitting on your porch? Are you running to the local store? Do you have a child or a grandchild with you in the passenger seat, hopefully buckled in safely with a child safety restraint device that's been uh, approved and correctly installed? Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope that you are able to find some cheerfulness about something today around you. And I would invite you to just look around. You don't have to look very far to find a reason to be cheerful. My family and I like to take hikes and walks out in the mountains, and sometimes we'll be walking along and we'll see a single flower seeming to come out from a rock, seeming to come up from the most unlikely of circumstances, and yet it stands out to us as a symbol of hope and light and goodness in a world that can be stony and hard and challenging, muddy trails that are difficult to climb at times, problems that we all go through with family, with work, with our health and the health of others. Seems we don't have to look too far to find someone who's going through some kind of tragedy right around us. Over and over it may seem, but what can you look around to be cheerful? Or maybe you have a loved one near you in the car, or you're heading to see one. So many reasons to be cheerful. So many reasons to be hopeful. And it's so important that we find these reasons and that we embrace these reasons and that we become cheerleaders for others to find reasons to be cheerful, to find reasons to be hopeful. I would encourage each one of us to start our day with three things we're grateful for. I used to be an avid journal writer each day of of writing down my plan for the day and what I wanted to accomplish. I've Fallen away from that, but it's something I need to get back into. And my first start would be to write what I'm grateful for and why. You know, one particularly challenging time, I was kind of coming out of those little storms that we have, those little rain clouds, if you will, that seem to come up from nowhere. We can be having a sunny day and all of a sudden there's a cloud burst around us. Whatever cloud burst you're going through, I sat down at one of my favorite park benches and spent about 45 minutes And I filled up two full pages, completely full, written around all the edges and everything in between of people and things, in particular people that I was grateful for. Many of them were right here in this amazing community around us. Some of them were far away. Some of them were influencers who wrote incredible novels, who did incredible things, gave powerful speeches or causes for good around us. I was at the pool the other day and I saw a friend of mine who makes a difference in going to Africa and um, working in building orphanages. She's working in constructing a hospital and managing staffing and finding these things to help people in communities that they wouldn't already have. And it's amazing that work that goes on. and, And yet there's things that we can do right here within our community. 
sometimes we make the mistake of thinking we have to go or travel far or do some elaborate thing. And while those are incredible and powerful and must be done, many of us don't have the capacity or the know knowledge to know where even to start. So start right around us. Start in our small radius around us of our friends and our family and our neighbors and think of a way, what can I do today to lift someone around me? And perhaps one of the best things we can do is find ways to lift ourselves. We can't cheer others if we're not beacons of cheerfulness ourselves. And I'm not saying we need to be fake about it. There's times that days are hard and we need to be real and honest with our feelings. But don't look for the bad. Don't look for the negative. It's an interesting thing. I was reading a book called Forgiving the Unforgivable by a New York Times bestselling artist. I came across the book in uh, Hobby Lobby and was interested by it. So I downloaded an Audible and she shared a couple of things that I want to share with you. And one of them, she posed this. How many of you have noticed that you'll see a car that you've never seen before or a model change on a car and you'll notice it and you've never noticed it before. But then after noticing that one, remarkably, you seem to notice it everywhere. It pops up at the gas station, at the intersection, at your place of work. And pretty soon you're noticing this car that you hadn't noticed before. And she says, it's not that there's just more of these cars within a week, but it's that you're looking for them now because you've seen them. And she says that in life, we find what we look for. We'll find what we are looking for. And that is so true. If we want to look for the bad in others or look for the disadvantages that we have or look for our weakness and inabilities, we'll find those. If we want to look for the best in people, for what's good about them, for what's good about life, we'll find that. As sure as we look, we will find. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you is not just a biblical prose, but a very true real life principle. What we seek, we find. And what we look for, we discover. So who's that person you may be struggling with? Who's that organization you may be struggling with? What's that thing that's bugging you, nagging at you, driving you insane if you let it? I challenge you to change the frame of how you look at it. What can you look for that's good in that person? Maybe you have a teenager and that may explain itself. It can be a challenging time. They are going through challenging times and they create challenging situations. But what good can you find? Maybe it's your work situation, something that's frustrating you there. What good can you find in you? What good can you find around you? What good can you find and what will you seek for? And so I would ask myself and each one of us, what are we looking for in life? What are we trying to find? What are we looking for day to day? And are we looking around us? Are we looking up? Are we looking at all of the many wonderful things around us? One of my favorite quotes is by Anne Frank. Many of us know the incredible suffering and fear and awful discrimination that she and her family endured. And yet one of the quotes that she shared was this, more or less, think of all the beauty still left around you and be happy. Now, if any of you know the history of Nazi Germany and some of those things that happened, the atrocities that occurred, it seems as though it would be hard to look and think about the beauty still left around you. What is left when 
churches and buildings are decimated? What is left when your family is taken away from you? What is left when you lose your home, your sense of self, your sense of purpose? What is left? But she taught us something powerful. There's always beauty to be found in every situation, no matter how challenging, if we will but look for it. One of a life-changing reads for me was Viktor Frankl's masterpiece. And he talks about his time in Nazi Germany as a prisoner of war there. And prior to that, he was an established and well-decorated doctor of psychiatry. And he was respected in his field, very educated, very wise. And being subject to this inhuman torture and treatment, I mean, if you read what people went through, devastating how they endured it without just dying from lack of hope is amazing to me. And yet this man was able to turn his experience there, those years in that horrible situation, into an educational process where he learned ways to transform thinking and transform life for millions of people who have been fortunate to read and reread his books. And there's one instance that really sticks out to me and has stuck with me. Have you noticed that when you read a book, maybe you go to a movie or you come across a, an educational piece and there's one thing that will stick with you and may stick with you for the rest of your life. There's a few of those in this book, but this one in particular. At one point, it's freezing in the wintertime and he's stuck in this little hut with men piled up laying next to him, shoulder to shoulder, right next to each other. They've been stacked into this place. Miserably put, it's cold and it's miserable. And basically he says, you know, prior to this, I would have thought that this was the most horrible thing imaginable to be out of my bed, to be in discomfort, to have all of these straggly people right next to me. And yet at that moment, he was grateful to have the body warmth of other individuals next to him and that close, keeping him warm. He was grateful to have a small bag for a pillow. More or less, he was grateful for the small and the simple things and the beauty that was still left around him. And because of that, he was as happy as he possibly could be. And not only was he happy and did he find the good in things, but he inspired countless others be able to do the same thing. And this, friends, is why it's so important that you develop this incredible attribute of cheerfulness. Not just for yourself but for what it can do and will do for those around you. Like Viktor Frankl, like Anne Frank. People can see the challenging situations that you go through, whatever they may be. We all have our different crosses to bear. Whatever it is, though, they can see the way that you get through it, the way you handle it, the way you reframe it, the way you maintain positivity and cheerfulness in spite of your suffering. And not only will this work miracles in your own life, but this will help countless others around you be able to, in their depths of despair, in their depths of darkness, in their greatest challenge, look to you for light and look to you for guidance and look to your example for a pathway to peace, for a pathway to tranquility, for a way up. Friends, you can be that lifeline. You can be the one reaching your hand into the ocean to the person who is dying, to the person who is out of strength, to the person who is at their wit's end. They can see you reaching out. They can see what you do, and you can be that lifeline for someone around you if you will only channel cheerfulness into your life. Channel looking for the good. Channel being a Mr. Rogers in a world full of pessimists on the television 
and people preaching negativity and woe. Be a Mr. Rogers. Aren't you glad you're my neighbor? Be someone who, despite all circumstances, goes out and changes the world. Because this is our mark that we can leave behind. It's not a large charitable endowment. It's not a big building that we may have built. It's not a park. It's not our time on a city council or a school board or a president of the United States. What we leave behind is the indelible impact we make upon those who will go after us. Whose life have we changed now? That's the only power that we really have to make a long-lasting difference because in a matter of one, maybe two generations, three, you'll be forgotten. You'll be a diagram on a genealogical chart. You'll be some old photographs that hopefully someone has taken, and there may be one myth or legend that someone remembers about you, but you'll be largely forgotten, as will most. But what will never be forgotten and never missed is that example, that ability to affect others with our cheerfulness, with our positivity that can last generations. Generations of time can be affected by one person doing a positive thing, by one person standing up for what's right, by one person finding the good, despite all odds against it. Friends, there's lots of good to find today. Look at our beautiful city. Look at the wonderful place that we live. What a wonderful state we live in. And hopefully we are all living in the state of positivity and cheerfulness. We can't reside there all the time. Sometimes we'll be evicted, but we have to return to positivity. We have to return to cheerfulness every time, all the time, because that's the way we create a spark that can turn into a burning flame that can bring light and goodness and hope to many around us and those that will continue to carry that flame throughout eternity. Friends, I'm so glad you chose to bring your spark to this time we have to meet together. Know that we're grateful to have you here and we'll see you next week for Life Notes with Sheldon. Until then, go be cheerful, friends. Cheers. been listening to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you.